Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who host Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FigureLakes1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. And now your host, Chris Marquardt. Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this edition of the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast. Excited to have you along for the ride here this evening. We've got Lane Frerichs going to be jumping in with us here in just a moment. He's uh, plenty busy out there in Iowa as those guys are getting ready for Blizzard Bash. And, of course, ahead of that, trying to catch up with all the harvest duties that they go through year in and year out out there in uh, in Iowa. Also, we're going to be catching up with uh, Jeff Clark. Fatty had a good 2021 season, so we're going to be talking with him for a few minutes, Brian is off at a game. Brian had a game on Monday, and once we tried to get everything up and going, we ended up being locked out of some of the systems in order to get the stream up and on its feet. Um, so here we are on a Wednesday. We had plans of trying to get things done last night, but Alan was being recognized on Modified Night and uh, Kicking for a Cure Night, which was going to be part of the pregame festivities at one of the final home games for Waterloo's varsity soccer program, but they ended up shifting that to halftime. So we ended up staying for the first half of the varsity game, and the team uh, ended up coming away with the varsity team. And it's unmodified. The varsity team ended up coming away with a one nothing win over Marcus Whitman, and it was the first win for the soccer team in three and a half years. So congratulations out to uh, the Waterloo boys varsity team coming away with their their first win there for the soccer program. Uh, on the flip side, it's been a, a long three and a half years, so hopefully they don't have to wait that long before they get another victory under their belt. So uh, uh, shifting gears back into the demolition derby side of things uh, real quick, we just wanted to make note, make sure you check out Scott Kiefer's page. He's got some uh, additional information uh, regarding the benefit for his son. And uh, after they had that horrible fire, uh, they lost some pets. They lost pretty much everything else in the house fire. So uh, check that out. Follow up with Scott uh, for additional details on that. It's a pasta dinner. There's all sorts of stuff going on with that. So so please uh, get out there, support the Kiefers um, as they, they work through this. Uh, tragic to lose the pets and everything like that. It was awful, awful news to find out the, that they had that. So thoughts out to them. Hopefully everything continues to progress in a, in a positive way. We had a ton of derby action that we're still trying to find a way to shoehorn and catch up on. Um, uh, Impact had some action up there in Canada. I saw uh, there was some discussion about derbying for 40 years. I think that was uh, Ron McClung. They didn't have the opportunity to make it to his uh, 40th in a row up there over the border. So that was something that we were trying to follow up on. San Felipe Smash was an absolute hit again this year. Um, the, they gave away the, the, the performance engine. Uh, in, on the heels of all that and so still trying to weed through all that stuff as we uh we, we had a little bit of time away there as, as soccer sort of consumed all of our lives but again here we are back at it lane ferrix uh picked up the domination motorsports point championship over the weekend lane joining us on the phone here how are you oh uh, not too bad uh can't complain i guess uh you sound uh, you sound a little exhausted. You've been putting a lot of hours in between uh, all of the all the projects that you always have going out there. Oh yeah, just well. The, the sad part is now I'm kind of running out of time to have any time other than to be in the shop. It's been a long year, as it 
was already, but now obviously no time no time off as Blizzard Rash is coming in, and we are full swing into that one. So, yeah, exhausted is probably about an understatement. <laughs> uh, tell me a little bit about the domination season. It wrapped up in Cherokee over the weekend, and with it you ended up pulling down the, the championship there. Tell us a little bit about what uh, what the season entailed and um, what the run was like this weekend. It, uh, well, started out the year just the first show I ran was a team show with one of my good buddies or whatever, and we ended up, I think we ended up seventh or whatever, so you don't get any points out of that. You only get points if you're in the top five, but you get points for showing up or whatever, so I went into that with a pretty good car, uh, went into that next show or whatever. I don't even recall it. It's been such a long year, but uh, I had some shitty luck or maybe, I don't remember what it was, but uh, then regroup again. I ended up letting Justin run the car at the hometown show for a different promoter, and uh, he was able to get a win on that, so I pulled it down, got it all ready to go for the next show, which was that Mobile show. As I talked to you last time I was on the phone, I got the win out of that one. Right. And... That car was pretty used up, so that went to that six-day build for that state fair or whatever got that. And after that one, got it all ready to go, or what I thought was ready to go, and went to, I think it was another one back to Mobile and ended up shattering my, my bell housing in half pretty early. So that was a pretty disappointing round on that one, but got all that done, regrouped it, and then that final show uh, ended up getting everything put together and ready to go and got lucky on that one. Because the points leader, if he would have gotten fifth, he would have gotten 20 points, and we wouldn't have ended up in a tie, which basically I call him basically my little brother. And uh, tough luck for him on that one, but it was uh, we only had 13 cars in there, and I think that final show was 11 and a half minutes long, counting a red flag, so it was uh, was fast, very fast-paced. It sounds fast. I mean, 11 and a half minutes for... For 13 cars, that's uh, you're, you're doing some work out there, especially with the red flag mixed into there. Yeah, it was uh, oil oh, fast, it was way fast. Track was pretty all right, a couple little sinkholes in there that caused some issues as far as getting moved around, but yeah, it was it was fast to the floor, everybody was on it hard, and it was a good battle. It was super fun, actually, probably one of the most fun derbies I've had in a couple of years. That's uh, that's great. So, I mean. You got the car that was that was a little bit of a surprise and ended up taking the the victory with that and then you turn around the following the following week and you blow that um you blow the bell housing apart that shuffles the standings right there because you walk away having no points. Did you start out with from the get go with the intent to follow and and chase the points or is that something that sort of evolved? I mean you hear about these guys that are run dirt cars and they don't know where they're going to call their home track they try a bunch of places to start the season they find out where they're running the best in points and they end up making that their home track is that sort of what happened with you guys well it was uh definitely not my intention years ago i think it was my second year ever derby and i had we had chased the points me and my old man did and uh realized that oh it's a lot of work to get them things <laughs> to get them done all the time so in, until that win in mobile I had absolutely no intentions of running points because it's, it's way too much work. And usually the end of the season comes in October or whatever, so that is very close on Blizzard Bash time. But I had got another setup this year, so I was like, well, after that win, I was like, well, I guess we'll do it. Let's see what we can get. And ended up getting lucky. And I think Derby and half luck anyways, but 
it worked out good and uh now i'm kind of kicking myself in the butt because i've got to get that car apart and keep rolling on my blizzard bash car so how um how are the rules in the event where i want to go back to that that shattered bell housing i was having a couple conversations with with where things are at right now in terms of finding uh, a the preferred transmissions or finding a good core when you try to get a transmission built and, and, and the struggle that, that that has turned into in terms of the Derby landscape to try to find the transmission that you want, uh, that still has a good bell on it, or if it's a piece that you can at least put an ultra bell on so that you can still have that be functional. It's <clears throat> the, the parts are still out there. It's not as scarce as some of the preferred bumpers, so to say, but it still is no easy task necessarily to find that. So, when you have a bell housing shatter like that, I mean, is the pit in your stomach deeper when it happens on the track or when you get back to the pits and realize you got to or get back to the house and you realize you got to you got to scrounge up another one? Well, we're allowed a aftermarket bell housing or whatever, whatever your preference is, but I run the Chevys or whatever, so I cut all the floor out and everything. So when it happened, I didn't even notice it right away. I hit a guy or whatever and got on the throttle again to go after him and, uh, heard it bounce off the Revlon or whatever, looked down and I seen my Turbo 400 land basically rotated on its side and I was oh, like, no. oh boy, that oh, no. is not good. <laughs> yeah, that's no good at all. <laughs> uh, the rules for, for these shows were um, not, not quite to the extent of what you would call a, a mod class out here. Um, you're able to do enough stuff to where the, the cars could, could tolerate a couple runs. Uh, this car that you ran over the weekend in Cherokee, that was a that was the leftover car from the state fair? Yep, yep, it was uh it was that show I broke that bell housing in and I, I got forty five in the front and it kinda hurt that passenger side. So it took me a little bit and I knew it was the last show going into the finale or whatever, so I was like, Well, do what I can and they had given us uh two more repair plate so i was like well it, i mean it should be good enough i didn't expect to have the success i did with it i was just like well you know i was sitting fourth in points i was like well let's just go for a top five and ran all the numbers you know of who can place where for me to beat them and things like that and it just kind of worked out but i uh definitely finished her off pretty good i i don't have time to completely pull it apart so i'll pull my drive line and stuff out of it and it'll probably go sit out in the grove for a while till i feel like <laughs> pulling it apart or at least until after blizzard bash when i have more time sure so the fact that you went through and and did the math and ran the numbers a little bit it tells me at least it was on your mind in terms of winning the championship you didn't fully leave it up to chance and just say well whatever happens happens uh at the same time you're you're a pretty sociable guy easy to talk to so did you go up and down the line and see if maybe you could get some friends to go after each other or move some of those guys in front to to pave the way a little more smoothly well, I, I actually got lucky that the points leader, like I said, was my little brother, and his sister was running the last couple of shows, and their older brother was running, which I, they're all my family. I worked for their dad, so right. I mean, it worked out that that was pretty well my group I was going with, because we were all kind of going out there just to, to help Jared win the points, and when he had bad luck, it was, uh, I mean, it was just time to make sure that nobody else could take that away from him and <laughs> told him I kind of felt bad that I ended up we basically we tied so I told him I took the tiebreaker for having two wins but told him like I do kind of feel bad about it you know I was out there to help him but no I, I wouldn't say we really had anybody to go after we just kind of worked at that group of four it was mm -hmm. that was just really how we worked with 
How interesting was work when you got back over there this week? Um, well, we didn't. We obviously we ran all the numbers and everything. So uh, when we got to our lunch break or whatever, we didn't know how they were going to do it. We didn't know if she was going to do a tiebreaker or anything like that. So Jared and I were just under the assumption that you know we'll split it and we'll both take first and second, but we'll both get first. So then Candace had texted us and said that she was going to do a tiebreaker. So I, the kid's 16 years old. So I told him I felt kind of bad, but at the same time I didn't just want to be like, well, you earned this more than I did. You know, it's one of those things that it happened in one little instance could have changed the outcome for either one of us, but he wasn't mad or anything. He, he was just like, well, that is what it is. And I learned from it and told him, I was like, that 16 years old kid, you are an absolute stud. That is two years in a row. He's gotten second place in points being that young. So that kid, he has a super bright future as a driver and a builder. And I, Really look forward to seeing him continue his path. That's a very impressive accomplishment for being that young. Is this? Uh, have you scratched the itch now? Are you going to go back and try to defend the championship next year? Is it, it might be a little too early to talk about that, I suppose, right? <laughs> Candace had asked me if I had any thoughts about that, and my honest answer is I hadn't chased points for, I think it was six years, and I remember why I haven't. It is it's way too much work. <laughs> It is, it is way too much work, and we didn't really have any mod shows around home this year, so it was kind of all right. But with Blizzard Bash obviously happening this year, I my full intentions are to run mod cars. I've still got our, the last Blizzard Bash car. Justin's still got his, and so that means we've got two setups all tied up, spindles and everything. So I, I don't even know if I want to put a street stock car together. I we got to kill one of our mods off. Both of us do, so that's going to be the main focus. <laughs> So for Blizzard Bash this year, did you have to go through and buy all new stuff because the, the other the other car he has it all? Yes, we did. I had like I told you, I got that other setup, and then Justin had got another setup, and then we got new spindles, new tie rods, new tranny braces. I got another rear end. I mean, we got everything. We everything new, new bumpers, pretty much everything is brand new. Another set. You know, I mean, just just everything. So now we're up to two complete mod set, setups between him and I each. So, yeah, we went through and bought another of everything. Well, how great is that? Now, now you got all this pressure off to, to build. You can let your mod car be together, so just roll this stuff over every other year. This is going to work out great, right? <laughs> yeah, it's only money, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh... Yeah, it's only money, right? On the topic of that, looking ahead to to Blizzard Bash, it's it's right around the corner. I can't believe how fast it's it's creeped up on us here. We've got out here. We've got Buried Alive coming up at the end of the month. Uh, the week before that, we've got the cleanup show with with Smash It, and then two weeks later, we're we're trekking off to Blizzard Bash. It's just unbelievable that it's here already. Yeah, it's uh, definitely kind of creeped up, and now I'm faced with the fact. Anyways, hey, you should. Well, I worked on this car. <laughs> the, the the team this year is is going in as a as a contiguous unit. So I mean, you guys are you guys are well on your way. But as we were getting ready to go on the show tonight, the topic took a little bit of a of a different turn. We were chatting is, and I I feel like I feel like I'm very old talking to you, having had the opportunity to see Imperials all the time. That you're excited to see Imperials back on the track. Because it's been ages since you've had the chance to see one run. It's really not been a thing for you. Right. At the, 
I've always, I, like I told you earlier, I, I remember, I think my dad ran one and I was very little. I think we're talking probably 02, 03, 04 era. I'm only 23 years old. So yeah, I, uh, I haven't really seen hardly any of them run ever, so I, I'm very excited and almost a tad nervous about seeing them run. <laughs> you know, you, you hear all these stories about them, or they're just nasty from back in the day or whatever, and that does put a little, uh, a little, oh, better watch out for these things, just like any other car at Blizzard Bash. I mean, you know all the builders and drivers out there, there's, there's not one I want to go against, and then I've got guys that are great builders that will be in cars that I've never ran against. I don't, I don't know anything about them. I uh, I still maintain that I think that the cars that are going to do the most work are cars that have a full frame in them. Just the way that the rules are, just the way that the cars are with, with the number of times you've got to run it, you have to have a car that has a full frame in it. And then when you put your cage together, you're basically building a second frame uh, above it within the doors on the plane with the arches, on the plane with the front and everything like that so that you get that rigidity. You're, if you do that to uh, if you do that to a subframe car, there's nothing underneath it to hold it together. So you can build that structure inside and give it a frame, so to say, with the cage inside and tie it into your halo and into your tank protector and stuff. But there's there's nothing underneath it, and you don't have the benefit of really having any arches either in in the Hammerhead, the '67, the '68, and then the '69 and up cars. So I think if we do see a bunch of Imperials, and I'm still not entirely convinced that we're going to. Um, I think that the full framers are going to be more dominant than than the subframe cars are. Um, the, the the issue that you run into with the subframes and all the all the runs and all the conversations you have out here, whether you're doing an imperial sub conversion on one of the C bodies or you're running the imperial itself, is you got to find a way to keep the subframe from ripping out from under the floor. And and with as hard as those caddies are out there, you start running into start running into Fords and stuff like that. I just don't know. And that's one of the perks of, of running this because we can talk about it and, and, and put it on paper all we want, but until we see them out there doing it, we're never actually going to know. Um, I just don't know if the subframe cars are going to have enough to, to make it work. I, I would love to be proven wrong. I think it would be outstanding. I'm, I'm thrilled to see Imperials back, but I think the full framers are going to have the advantage in terms of Imperial versus Imperial stuff. Yeah, it'll, uh, it'll definitely be interesting. I Like I said, I don't know anything about them, but running my subframe Mopars when I first started, it, it'll be interesting to see if they can keep all that tied in or if they do go go south right away. But, I mean, obviously, the leaf spring rules for Blizzard Bash are way more than I was allowed in a, in a stock world class. So, I don't know. I'm very curious and very interested to see how they will hold up. I I think I think we will all be surprised, but I don't expect them just to absolutely blow apart, but I guess I could be wrong. Well, you know, there's something to be said there. With the Thunderbirds that came from Postal Mole Park a couple of years ago, uh, those were tough. Obviously, a much shorter wheelbase. It's a different, different ball game with that. Uh, um, Tim Lang has built some pretty nasty Mopars and, and brought them out there. Uh, yeah. I remember the two-man extreme class. Uh, ben Plate and I think it was Ben Plate and Ryan Oldham had uh, a pretty stout shocker at one point, and I, I want to say that there was a there was a white Mopar in maybe it was a Leaf class, or maybe it was in the Mod class. I'm trying to remember for sure where that fit. Uh, it, it flattened out pretty good in the trunk, but once once and this is going to be the undoing of of the Imperial, no matter which era you're building from. 
as that car ended up getting turned sideways uh, near the track entrance. So instead of the doors facing the, the, the long way of the track, um, yep. the doors were facing the bar and the track exit, and the back end of the car got pushed in on itself pretty pretty hard. It got twisted and had a valiant run, but it, it got opened up. And I think that's where the mobility of the Fords are really going to have the advantage, being able to turn and chase versus you've got an Imperial where – it, you can put all the power that you want to it. You still got to find a way to get it to turn, and you're trying to turn around a car that's that's so long. And I, I can't wait. It's really going to be a lot of fun. It's definitely going to be very exciting to watch and very interesting to see how it holds up. And I'm also curious to see uh, who, per se, is building one that maybe has never built one, just given the fact that they're sure. allowed to do it this year. I, if it were me, I, I wouldn't even consider touching it because I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know what I'm looking at. I'll, I'll stick to what I know or what I'm comfortable with or what I have experience with. But Well, look at the, uh, the, the advances in technology here the last couple of years. We've got Cadillacs that are, that are absolute monsters, and it was 15 years ago. Those were throwaway cars. You started taking some of the stuff that was applied to the Fords and applied it to some of the old iron stuff, and you look at what the Oldsmobiles have been able to do, the 225s, how hard those have gotten, the Cadillacs, some of the changes that people have been able to adapt and apply to uh, to the roundbacks and, and, and change up how, how those um, represent in, in a mod derby, primarily probably the Cadillac above, above anything else, but the adaptations of new technology to apply to the old iron has given those cars new life. And, and when you think about it, we didn't have some of these innovations to even begin to consider putting to Imperials before they got outlawed everywhere. They weren't allowed any place. So I think that's going to be some of the, some of the nuance to this as well is how can the new technology, which granted it's, 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 it's been around for a while, but there continues to be innovation. Um, how does that change things for the Imperial? How does that apply to a full-frame 65 uh, two-door? How does that apply to a 68 four-door LeBaron? You know, what does it change in terms of what those cars can do? And I, I don't even know how to guess that, I, not, notwithstanding the fact that I'm not a builder in any way, shape, or form. But just to sort of like look at look on paper at what what we were able to take from the o, the ninety eight to o twos and the o threes and applying that to stuff from the seventies and how that changed things and I mean do you tilt an imperial do you tilt a sixty five <laughs> how crazy would that be <laughs> yeah I, I don't know but uh, I I think come Blizzard Bash I think we will see some imperials that look like maybe some I, I've probably never seen. I, I've only, I mean, you see the pictures on Facebook, you know, and you're just like, wow, that thing just looks nasty. I think we will see the same thing come Blizzard Bash. We will see, you know, people's different thoughts on it, the way of whatever cars that they are comfortable with building have worked, and I think we are going to see some some really, really crazy-looking or crazy setup builds. I, I'm a firm believer on that. They're sinister looking in their own right. I can't wait till you start adding everything that comes along with Blizzard Bash. Right. It's, uh, yeah, I, to say I'm excited is probably almost an understatement. I'm very, I'm always excited when we go down there, you know, just to, just to see how people did things or how they set them up or what's common, what's, what's not common, and just kind of see how people are making things work or what they did and how it worked. I'm very, I, love learning about how people do other things or seeing how other people do things and then you know it makes you challenge yourself and hey maybe i can do something similar to that or things of that nature 
excited enough to have your Blizzard Bash card done now? <laughs> I laugh because that's a no. I, I, <laughs> I'm one of them people that'll wait till the last minute and then hope I get it done and somehow get it done. But I build better under pressure, I found. I, because then I have no time to do anything, no time to talk to anybody. Just, just go. Just right. go. <laughs> What what gets you through on those nights where, where you're in the shop until two three in the morning and then you got to be back up and 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 harvesting at uh, at six the next day or, or earlier yet what uh what get, what keeps you through is it just just gallons and gallons of black coffee or your Red Bull guy what's what, what keeps you going I am a big energy drink guy but yeah. I drink so many of them I I don't think they I don't think they do anything but it's just one of them things you know it's got to get done or. You know, I, I don't want to let my team down or anything like that or be the reason we end up with my team ends up with three cars or anything like that. So it's just one of them things you look at and you say, well, it's got to happen. Got to make it happen. <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope you make it happen. I hope everything uh, I hope everything gets done and, and you're able to, um, by your conversation, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and hope that you've at least started the car. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I started on it early for the last year before it got canceled so i'm sitting good good i i can't believe how busy facebook is with people blizzard bash only x amount of time away i don't know how i'm gonna get through this it's like we've had two years to get the cars done we're still last minute yeah it's uh we were working on them hard before that and then uh, they canceled or whatever so i was like well i'm pushing mine out i'm gonna work on a different build and then uh we Justin kind of worked on his on and off, and obviously the the results of the progress they're showing is he's sitting really really good. And a week on mine, I'll be I'll be right there with him. So we're sitting very good. I am comfortable with where I'm sitting, but it always seems like you never have enough time. Right? <laughs> is a I guess I guess that's one of those things that, that that keeps coming back is is a Blizzard Bash car ever really done? I mean, if you get it done too early you're just going to keep trying to put more welding wire in it right uh, the way i look at things and the way i was taught the car is is never done until you pull onto that track at that right. point it is, <laughs> it is it is done whether you think it's done or it wasn't done or it's done then <laughs> nothing you can do about it that is a fact uh and uh what day do you guys have to get in you have to get in you have to get in an early inspection on tuesday I believe so. I believe I, if I read it right the other day, I was looking at. It. I think we're supposed to check at one p.m. on Tuesday or in that area. So, well, I wish you the best. Uh, Stay in touch. Congratulations on the the points championship. Is there anybody that you wanted to make mention of? I know it's a it's a huge family operation over there, and. <laughs> You guys, uh, you guys keep it pretty close to the vest. It's, if uh, if you're not a blood relative in the family tree, you're not getting into the shop. Well, I especially up in my shop, but I've got to give a huge shout out to my family, my dad, Justin, my grandpa, my my good buddy Sean, and then I got to thank the Ullman family a ton. I mean, I work up here, and they were actually nice enough to give me that bell housing so I could run that last show. So without them, I wouldn't have been able to do it, and helping me fix my car, or whatever, and just being awesome i've got to thank them group hugely without them none of it would have happened so awesome well again congratulations on hopefully this continues to push that momentum as you go forward toward blizzard bash uh, be safe getting the cars done and and 
fulfilling all the obligations on the checklist that you go through every day. And uh, I really look forward to seeing you when we get down there in Topeka. Sounds like a plan to me. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for being flexible this week. We'll talk to you soon. You bet. We'll see you later. There goes Lane Frerichs coming away with the championship there for Domination Motorsports. It is uh, live chat's hopping tonight for a a, um, no-announcement Wednesday show. Tanner Long is checking in. Eric Remington out there scott brown checking in about halloween havoc i'm going to try and get him some information as we as we press on through the show this evening brandon reimer uh, checking in dave bongiovanni trey welch alex wilk checking in nick Embry had some good luck on the weekend pulled off first and third with the old man so that is really cool um and again nick i apologize i was completely out to lunch on on trying to catch up with everything that's happening up in Canada, it has been a uh, a bit busy here in in the the bustling metropolis of Waterloo, and I'm behind a little bit on on this stuff. Um, but uh, it is it is fun to be back in the studio this evening. Surprised uh, everybody a little bit, I think, with this. Um, if I remember right, Toast's uh, show was over the weekend as well. Unified Point Series has had a couple shows since last we were on. Rodney Mann's Preble County Fair in Eaton, Ohio is coming up next on the 16th of August. That is coming up this weekend. The Smash It will be an action at the cleanup show in Washington Courthouse on the 23rd. 29th through the 31st, a dead man buried alive, too, in Cumberland. And Buchanan Edwards winter destruction in Proctorville and Cokes Turkey Derby in Connorsville, Indiana, 27th and 28th. It's going to wrap up. On December the 4th with the Young and Reckless Winter War Zone event in White Pine, Stephen Sickles picked up a win while we were away. That's going to give him 166 points now. And Mason Stacy is 76 points. He's got a win, or excuse me, he's got a six-point finish to jump up into second place. Terry Abadi, third place with 74, breaking the tie with Dan Roos, who sits fourth. DJ McCulloch out there with 60 points. He now can double his output and still can't catch Stephen Sickles. So pretty good season put together uh, uh for him thus far uh, to say the least Stephen Sickles with an absolutely amazing season put together uh, hardcore wrapped up their season we're, we're going to dive into that stuff here as, as we work through the coming weeks and, and play catch up on that so make sure you keep up with Frankie Guy hardcore derby promotions their final confrontation was the 24th and 25th of September that was the 15,000 elite class that was the Jeffy's Fab Farm Mad Dog Award and the uh, hardcore full size $3,500 Hellraiser Award 2,500 win full size 5,000 win hobby stock was the program over there again we're going to be diving into that a little bit more completely as we as we move through the coming weeks again smash it demolition derby has a show this weekend as well smash it derby.com fairfield county fair in lancaster ohio the 15th and 16th two-day show and then that other uh, point series event is going to be the 23rd the fall cleanup at the fat county fairgrounds in washington courthouse i know we had one more to do there it is we talked about the schedule tuesday is going to be the opening round of tech inspection for all the drivers out there at Blizzard Bash. Live heat draws are going to be at 8 p.m. on Wednesday. Thursday the 11th is National Qualifying Team Round 1. Those uh, graphics and, and lineups have been released. Coming up in two weeks, it's the virtual Blizzard Bash, and it's all happening online, and it's going to be mirroring just about side-by-side, including two-man classes, if I recall correctly. Uh, so that's going to be fun to see that with Realistic Derby Project before the end of the month. Friday the 12th is going to be National and Qualifying Round 2, 80s Bone Stock and the Street Stock Weld Class. Saturday the 13th is the Double Program, Compact and Limited Weld Team Round 1, Trucks Limited Weld and National and Qualifying uh, B features are all going to be part of that program, and then compact and limited weld B features in the afternoon, plus the mod class and the front-wheel drive hobo stock. 
Sunday is Championship Sunday, the 14 features, limited well, compact, qualifying, and national, and the two-man extreme class. It's all part of the program on Sunday, November the 14th. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm not going <laughs> to sugarcoat it. A little bit antsy. Uh, my flights are booked through Southwest. Hopefully we can make it out there <laughs> without any issues. Jeffy's Fab Farm recognizes an industry leader in all manner of purpose-built demolition derby parts, starting with rear ends in 06. The Fab Farm expanded to headers in 08, and the shop can boast a combined 70-plus years of mechanical skill. The Fab Farm specializes in LS conversions and conversion components with consistent feature wins across North America. Your turnkey solution is only a phone call away. Fab Farms Camry in a Box campaign sets you up for success with a retail price of five twenty-five. You need to check in about the multi-fit shifter options. You'll also find fuel and air parts, suspension and transmission items, steering components, pedal switches, and gauges. If you need it, it's on the farm online. JeffUseFabFarm.com. He's got rolls of welding wire, and I think he had some nine wire also that he was trying to coordinate for delivery either this weekend at Cass in the Valley. That's this weekend, if you can believe that. Already at the point of the year where a cast in the valley is on the schedule, and then also coordinating pickup with that stuff. Uh, Jeffy's talking about delivery to um, uh, Buried Alive. So get a hold of Jeffy if you need any of that stuff. And then rounding it out, Smith Metalworks, an all-purpose fabrication shop that has taken the Northeast by storm. Smith Metalworks features more than 40 years of combined metalworking experience. The hallmark of the product line is the pointed and flat front bumpers, replicating popular factory releases. They can be stuffed to run hollow. And there's also a compact version of the pointer bumper. Other items include convict door skins, battery boxes, engine mounting system, pedal combos, and more. The shop offers odds and ends such as distributor clamps and welding centers. Be sure to ask about the GM floor liners, in-person locations for pickup in Mercer, Uniontown, Bethlehem. Of course, they can ship it to your door. SmithMetalworks.info. Experience and passion second to none. And so we're going to shift things around a little bit. I, uh, I promised some of the folks that were hanging out in the live chat we were going to get some, some data about the, the, the podcast um, there we go. We'll try and get that put together. I think. Uh, let's go here. I'm trying to find everything while we have a moment before we get started here. There we go. Two. the number 420 420 weeks that answers that so let's get jeffy on the phone as i said brian is off tonight he had games uh monday and this evening so flying solo tonight trying to keep everything afloat and we'll dive into some of that uh stats for the podcast so we did we did sort of uh we did sort of miss the anniversary show scott keeper checking in again uh, Scott Kiefer's name popping up there in the live chat. Um, click on that. You can find details about the uh, the benefit that they're having for uh, Ryan and everybody after that uh, awful house fire. He's got some stuff about the, the dinners and different ways that you can get involved with that. Hopefully Fatty remembers that he was going to be answering the phone around 6.30 tonight. Well, we're testing it to see if he, re- he remembers. Otherwise, he might be shifting gears a little bit. I'm not even 100% sure what I did with my phone when I got in here this evening. Might have to do it the old way. See if we can get all of them. Oh, boy. 
That's why it didn't work. We didn't have any power. No problem. It's okay. All right. So we got Fatty now. Give me a minute to try and get this so that we can hear him. All right. So sort of in position. Hopefully that'll work. You're working on a derby car. Are you getting ready for this weekend? No, no, no. My, my. Well, we are getting ready for this weekend. My buddy's going to take a street stock car to a local cleanup show up here. So we was trying to get it done. Tony Godwin said you were probably just looking at that soft wagon of yours. What's that? Tony Godwin said you're just looking at that soft wagon of yours. I am. I am. It's soft as cotton. I wish I had one that looked as cool as his. <laughs> Where are you looking to go this weekend? Uh, Fremont, Ohio's got a, a fall cleanup show, and they got a street stock class. And the boy that helps me, uh, Colin Meadows, he uh, he's going to take a Lincoln up there. He's been driving it for the last two years. We beat the windows out of about four hours ago. Is uh, is this just to throw everybody off of your path, saying that you know the guy that helps you is going to be in this car, and you're actually going to climb in it because you haven't done enough winning yet this year? No, no, actually, this boy, he <laughs> works his butt off for me. I mean, he I, I'll be at family functions. He's in the garage, so <laughs> he said he wanted to run it, and we're going to let him run it. And it's purple. That's kind of our new our new collar now, black and purple, so it's kind of a calling. But I did tell him if he didn't win, he can't come back to the shop. <laughs> uh, it's, it's interesting that you've got that as the threshold after the year that you've had this year. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's win or nothing, pretty much, <laughs> right now. Yeah, we're riding this wave until it crashes. So. Uh, tell me a little bit about this season. I mean, this is it, it started out rocky, um, you know, able to, to get back on the plus side of the health, the health scorecard and uh, to, opted to step away from, from all the officiating stuff just to focus on having some fun, reduce the stress level, so to say, and... Look what happened. You ended up running all over the place, and, and how many wins was it this year? Eight? Uh, we, we actually we ran it six times so far. We've won five. We've, uh, we've won the last three in a row. I've uh, won six total with the car. <laughs> um, but I've had it for seven years. I built it when my son was born, mm-hmm. and uh, he's seven now. But but we hit it for a little while. We put it in the weeds, and uh, we, we drug it out, and I, I ran it last year up at, uh, down in Jackson, Ohio, and I, that's it, that's the night I had my heart attack. Mm-hmm. So this winter, I had to sit here and look at this car, and it blew my engine up, so I figured this thing, it's, I'm about fifty fifty five thousand dollars $55,000 into this thing, so I was determined to kill it this year. Like, I owed it one. It <laughs> killed me last year. So but I tell you what, it's just, it's one of those ones that when you get it, it's, it's just a good one. It, everything works with it and it, it's a beast. You've, you've got $50,000 wrapped up in that car. No, I, with my heart attack, that probably okay. cost me, that, that, I think that cost me right around 53 okay. and my engine I, it blew up. So I'm going to have to rebuild that. So I'm about 55,000 in it. it I, yeah. That so, math, that math makes me feel a little bit better. I was trying to figure out how you invested that much no, money. <laughs> God, no, my wife wouldn't do that. If you've seen this thing, like I said, we built it seven years ago. It's still got a round dash bar in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this thing is, it, it, it's something that we threw together. We had a wagon and, you know, everybody likes wagons. So, and, uh, yeah, like I said, it, it, it's got a, it's got a, a dash bar that's round in it. The firewall's cut out of it. It's got a cool Chrysler pointy bumper on the front of it, though. 
That's probably not going to the scrapyard when the car's all wadded up, is it? I'll tell you what. I don't know if I'll ever junk it. Yeah. To be honest with you, I don't know if I'll ever get rid of it. It's it's just one that uh, I, I've got a lot of a lot of history with this one. Yeah, a little bit. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the car itself, after it sat out there, is that one of those Ohio tricks where you did a bunch of stuff to the frame? You got to let it rust up and and ripen, so to say. No, to be honest with you, it was uh, it, it's an Ohio thing, but we went with Fords, you know, and that, that's when I started running Fords real heavy, and I switched all my equipment over, you know, to set up Fords real quick, so the wagon was always just sitting back there, and to be honest with you, my dad got tired of looking at it, and I had that and an Imperial sitting there, and he was like, you gotta get them out of here. Well, I just went and grabbed the wagon, and we, we started messing around with it and building it, and that's, that's the name, which now we still got the daggone thing. Did uh, on your way to picking up the the five wins and the three in a row? Uh, I know that you'd, you'd you'd stepped away from Smash It, but demolition derby drivers generally have a long memory. Did you encounter anybody that that still remembered that you were terse with them in an inspection line and 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 try to exercise that demon? Well, you know, everybody wants some of the wagon until they get some of the wagon. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, there there was a couple of them that, uh, that 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 didn't run with me, but you know, when I got out, we all shook hands and uh, they said, "Man, use the one to beat tonight." The trick with the wagon, you know, it's smashed and then mm-hmm. it sits so low, so you know, it, it's knocked more tires and rear ends out this year than I can count. Did you get a phone call from Chad Markley giving you some attaboys? Uh, I did not, but I was seeing him at uh, Blizzard Bash, so I, I'm sure me and him will, will, will compare notes. The bad thing about the whole wagon thing, you know, I've had the best year of my life, and everybody thinks the car's Toby Hiley's. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I texted him the other day. I said, Tobe, you know, I've had the best year of my life, and everybody thinks it's your car. Three seconds later, my phone rings, and he was just telling me how bad I sucked. Well, I'm glad he kept you grounded. Yeah, he keeps me honest. That's right. true. That is very true. He keeps me honest. <laughs> well, uh, so, how much did you pay for that wagon back when you got it? Uh, to be honest with you, it's my dad's car. We've owned this car for about twelve years now. Wow. My, my brother actually used to drive it. You know, no we, we drove it to derpies and and all that. Well, it got a little rough for the roof was actually starting to get real rough on it. So mm-hmm. we we turned it into the derby car. My dad actually gave twelve hundred bucks for it out of Indiana. Wow. And now now the shells are going for more than that, significantly more than that. I had a guy offer me with nothing in it, just the cage, three grand for it now. Wow. As it sits yeah. right now? Yeah, as it sits right now. Take all my stuff out of it and cut the front bumper off of it and $3,000. That's cool. And, yeah, and it's got a round dash bar in it. <laughs> yeah, so it's ridiculous. I, are you talking about it's the curved dash bar that, that starts at the pillars and, and it, and it no, banks no, no, out no, no. or it's just round tube? Yeah, it's round tubing, like a basement jack that holds your steering column up. Okay, interesting. That's how outdated it is. But like I said, everything just works with it. I mean, it's it's a good old car. I, I mean, I understand that that's, that's atypical. It's it's going to be tougher to bend a tube than it is to bend a uh, a square. Um, and I and granted, this is this is more applied to county fair type stuff, not necessarily you know you know big time shows, but. It's not uncommon out here to have guys that build cars with round tube and they, they, they sleeve it one over the top of another and weld it in place. And then when it's time to take it out, they just cut that, collapse it together and pull the bars out so that they can move the cages between cars easier. 
Right. Well, the problem with the county fairs over here, you pull in and you got Josh and Joey Braun making fun of you because you got a round dash bar. <laughs> no, not, not that it don't work. It's just, come on, dude. You got a round dash bar. It's, uh, it, I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's better or worse to be pulling into county fair and see the bronze there and and to know that you've got their attention already. Oh, well, they just come to make fun of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, I I am super happy to hear that you had such a a great season this year. I mean, we we talked to uh, uh, Leon a couple years ago when he went on that crazy run with his compacts, and he won something like twelve out of thirteen, or you know, he was winning winning two and three derbies in a day sometimes and every now and again people go on those runs and and it's just it's just fun to watch it happen steven sickles is in the middle of that right now in terms of the unified point series stuff and uh just to be able to to get back and and run derbies again has got to be fun because you had you you sort of lost touch with regular competition right over the last several years being an official you weren't driving nearly as much were you no, no, I would only run one or two a year until this year. And like I said, I stepped away from Smash It. And, you know, I was going to take it easy this year. I was going to run the team show up north. and But I got my buddy Joe Linky. You know, he, he drives me. I mean, we, we run together all the time. And he, he was like, dude, we got to fix your wagon. It's time to get back on the horse. So so we fixed the wagon because we, want, we really wanted to get rid of it. But he was like, dude, you know this thing's going to be around forever. Right. <laughs> so, you know, we, we just end up running running it so and, and you know and i've seen so many people like you said sickles and all those guys jump on that wave and man it's fun to ride it it's uh so. i'm sure is anybody else going to get the chance to borrow the keys to this one i'll tell you what there's only a couple people that i would let run it and uh my brother would be one joe linky would be another i'd probably have to let jake phillips run it because he, he's the official for the company that i've been running for so he's looked at it enough he's crawled around on it i should probably let him run it once <laughs> so, but but i i actually get messages all the time if it's for rent you wouldn't believe it or not did you um did you happen to put it underneath uh the smash it microscope and see what happened no, I'll tell you what, I, I, I haven't, but Tim tells me all the time he knows I'm wrong. <laughs> That's all he says, Jeffrey, you know you're wrong. <laughs> That's awesome. Did, 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 I, did I hear you say that you're going to be going out to Blizzard Bash this year? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Actually, me and uh, my buddy Joe Linky's flying out. I've never been on a plane. I actually booked my first plane trip. What'd you book it on? Uh, I, I don't know. Joe booked it. I hope it wasn't Southwest. I'm getting a little nervous. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I'll get in my car and drive. I've done it right. plenty of times. So it's only 10 <laughs> hours for me. Only, so. only 10 hours. <laughs> well, when you do it so many times, it's not that bad. And I only live five minutes from 70, so you're on 70 for 10 hours. It's 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 horrible. But for Blizzard Batch, that's one you don't want to miss. Right on. That's uh, going to go there. Sit in the stands and just take it in. That's that's good. So how are you? Oh, how are, it's going to be awesome. Like I, I can't wait. Like at three o'clock, I'm gonna go take a nap. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you expecting the Imperials to do? I'll tell you what. The the subframers. We'll have to see with them because you know, they're, they're nasty up front. But when you take that shot all the way down that track, you got that soft ass sitting out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the full framers, if they can keep the steering on them, they better watch out. Yeah. So. Just. And I just can't wait to see them. Right. Because like, I, I, the builds out there, 
you know, they, they get a little crazy, so I, I can't wait to see them. They look pretty evil as it is, so it's going to be it's gonna right. be neat I to just, get over. I, hopefully, hopefully Tim's got a big lift. <laughs> so. the, uh, I think that with the subframers, maybe even with the full framers too, you're going to see a little bit of slot car action happening. You go from one end to the oh. other, one end to the other, one end to the other, and not see a whole lot of turning because I, I tell you, with – with any car that's that's a subframe, if you get it turned sideways on a Blizzard Bash track and, and your doors are facing the, the, the ends of the track versus the sides, you are in a world of trouble. Oh, yeah, quick. Like, quick, quick. I mean, if well, the only way to drive is an Imperials that way, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't get you don't turn them. Just, yep. And, and it's, it's designed for the Imperial to run that way out there. But like you said, if they get them sideways, it's going to hurt real quick. It's no different than a wagon. You get a wagon turn, you can take the quarter panels out of it and really start to really start to get those arches to roll in and, and cause some trouble. And so just don't get it turned sideways. If you're driving one, don't get it turned sideways. Keep it north-south and let the, let the pillars be bait and, and let the nose of the Imperials do the work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just want to see how they're going to set them. If they're going to set them like Crown Vicks, if they're going to set them level, that, that's what I like to see, how they how they do different things. Because here in Ohio, we like them to set level. You know, we don't set them up like a Ford. You set it up like a four-wheel drive truck and drive through everything. <laughs> right. I was going to say, like, Minnesota 4x4s. I mean, those things get yeah. really high off the ground. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's crazy. I seen Ziz have one one time. We had, I think it had 35-inch tires on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, I mean, he knows how to build them things, so. Absolutely. Well, man, uh, is there anybody else that you want to make mention of that's helped make this year? Is, hey, is I'll great. tell you what, uh, Paul Linky, he builds my uh, Otis. He builds our engines. Mm-hmm. Top notch. I've, I've ran it five times. It's never blew steam out of the engine. We've won $6,500 with this year. He does my engines and my transmissions and top notch guy. If anybody needs anything, get a hold of him. Otis. I seem to remember an Otis logo. Is that uh... Oh, man. Did Jesse, down in Pennsylvania, did he have Otis engines? I don't know. He, there's so many of them out there right now. Yeah. I, I don't know who's all got them right now. It's like a little marshmallow, like fat guy yeah. thing. Yep. That's the, yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's the logo yep. that I picture. Yeah. Yep, that's that's Paul's logo. Yep, that's Joe yeah. Linky's dad. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you what, he builds my engines and Joe's engines and, and Matt's engines. I know combined between me and Matt and Joey this year, we've won 10 derbies. Wow, not a bad year. So, no, 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 our camp's had a great year. Our, you know, I mean, everybody that we build with and run with had a great year. I mean, Joe's got a boy named Jacob Linky, and he, him and his uh, nephew are cousin hunter they went on tour this year they won three or four derbies in the youth classes wow yeah it's insane what was the difference i mean other than actually getting out and running shows what was the difference for me this year for the whole crew for the whole crew well we all come together like two years ago me and joey joey lives actually two hours away from me and we started running together and then matt come back and started running and i I just tell you what everything just clicks like if we go to if i'm not running the derby they're there watching me if i'm third i'm watching them you know and you got to surround yourself with people like that in derby world if not you you can't do it by yourself sure yeah. You know, you got to have that because mo- I'm 40 years old. I don't like working on them, so you know they, I, you got to have that motivation. Like, hey, we're running together, so that, that kind of motivates you a little more. You know what right. I mean? Well, so you don't want to leave your brother hanging. I just thought maybe maybe it was the maybe it was the Toby car that got you there. 
Yeah, well, I've been riding that boy's coattail for years. <laughs> I'll ask him, he'll tell you. <laughs> so, yeah, and I just want to thank my dad too. You know, he, he he gave me the car years ago, and you know, he's rode this way. He's went and watched me every time I run it, and you know, he I can't thank him enough. So awesome. Well, I look forward to catching up with you out there in Topeka, man. Travel safe. All right, brother, man. Good, good, good talking to you, man. Good luck this weekend. Thanks for being flexible this week. Yep. Thanks, buddy. We'll see ya. Bye. Goes. Jeff Clark. Five wins this year. Ten wins for the team. Not bad. Not bad at all. All right. So Scott Brown, give me a call. We'll catch some catch up on some of the stuff from Halloween Havoc this weekend. Uh, this past weekend, it would be it'd be good to catch up with you. Give me a buzz if you can. I got my phone with me here, so. We were doing a little bit of math because while we were while we were away at the end of September, it was the uh, it was the I think it was the eighth anniversary of um, of the crash course, which from September of 2013 to September of this year, that was a span of 420 weeks, and at that point we were at episode 371, which means that we've missed 49 weeks in eight years. If you start breaking that down. Uh, that breaks down to um, six weeks a year, which is which which isn't a lot. Let me get Scott here plugged in, and uh, we'll get back to that stuff. Scott, how are you? Good. Just uh, had to jump in the car. I got to go pick up the wife. Work a little bit. All right. To give you a call. It's been a long time. It has. It has. I appreciate you making some time. Always, always catching up and and tuning in and. Listen along at work and, and such like. We were at a Bills game. We, were, we had a lot of fond discussion of when we met up with you guys at the at the bar and, and everything like that. So that was a lot of fun to sort of reminisce about that a little bit. But nonetheless, um, you're still not back in these neck of the woods all the time, unfortunately. But had a, had some input on Halloween Havoc, which was over the weekend. Yeah, it was a great show. I mean, I believe it was eight heats. Wow. Trying to remember everything because it's not fresh in the brain anymore. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> but uh, I do know Joker won his heat. Um, Butch Johnson won his heat. Dalton came in second in that heat. Wow. So, uh, it started out with a bang. The uh, youth kids were started out the show in a wire class. Mm-hmm. They were insane. I was just impressed. I don't think there was a kid over 17 years old, and I think half the field was female, and they wow. just tore it up from the beginning. Two cars got rolled. <laughs> the whole night, eight cars got rolled in total. I mean, it, it was an amazing show. Because these guys, everybody's been just pent up waiting to destroy stuff. <laughs> and it was awesome. That's awesome to hear. I, I don't know if you follow along. Um, Gabs, uh, Alan McNeil's daughter. She had a she had a heck of a run uh, over yeah. the last couple of weeks, and then the Lanin kids were out there. Both of them were were on track with with Steve, and uh, so that was that was pretty cool uh, that those guys were finding a little bit of success, a little bit of torch passion going on out there in Western New York. Yes, I love seeing uh, some of the my friends' family from back east. You know, having a great time and being successful. Mm-hmm. 
What else do we have? I mean, eight heats, it was uh, it, it probably didn't take too long if, <laughs> with eight heats for the pace that generally welcomes everybody when they watch in Utah. Yeah, I think it was about just after midnight when I got home. I, I think I was up at the fairgrounds for 14 hours. <laughs> yeah. It's a heck of a day. <laughs> yeah, especially after usually my work week is quite busy at work. Uh, today was just hectic. It was crazy half my crew called in sick oh boy yeah it, it, it's been it's been fun it's good to see the joker, joker came away with the win that was that was good to see yeah i mean now getting to see joker more often that dude is a good meal man mm-hmm. and he he was a part in trying to get in this wire class and i tell you it's really taken off here utah and it's making me want to get back into a car. <laughs> Unfortunately, nobody in Utah messes around with 1992 Caprices. <laughs> Most of them don't. I, I think the only person that had a, it was about an 85-ish yeah. Caprice was uh, Scooter Carrollson, Boston. Okay. Yeah, he was tearing things up, and he, he just got stuck. He had a really good car. The first time he ran that car, he broke an axle, which did him in, so it off, had havoc, and did a pretty good job, but like I said, he got stuck, and it was game over. Right. Uh, Another guy guy that got stuck over the weekend, Jared Brown, had his his mod car out, and he sent me a picture of the hole that the car got stuck down into, a bunch of mud (laughs) packed up in the front wheel, and... You know, bringing some hardware home, got a mad dog, and that's always goal number one when the Browns are on the track up there in Minnesota. So that was exciting. I uh, got the mad dog and runner-up, but, man, if he was able to get free, it's one of those cases where if, 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 if he was able to get free, I'm pretty sure he would have won it. Yeah. I think even uh, in the minis, Scooter Carroll's son, uh, Cody, he was doing great. He got mad dog, but, again, he, he got into a corner, got stuck, and – I think if he didn't get stuck, he's winning. Wow. But I mean, all in all, you know, anytime you can derby, it's a great day. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely true. How's everything else going out there for you? Uh, it's going quite well. The mountain's getting snow-capped. The uh, weather's a little chilly. Like I said, I'm picking my wife up, and she's about ready to hop in the van to go home. <laughs> awesome. But all in all, it's going good. Excellent. Well, we uh we're gonna be getting out of here in just a minute or two, and and you gotta you gotta finish your Uber duties for the evening. But I appreciate you yeah, calling in and back. catching up with a few minutes and and having some details on Halloween Havoc. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. And yeah, I'll try and get in touch uh, again here in the near future, especially if I do get lucky and find a car and do something. <laughs> Please keep me posted on that. I want pictures and everything. I will. All right, man. Thank you. All right, Chris. Bye. We'll see you later. Scott Brown checking in real quick uh, with some details on some action out there in Utah. Um, if you got my number, you're always welcome to call in. That's that's always been the case here. You can call myself. I'll try to finagle away so that you can get on the air with us for a few minutes. Like I said, Christy Germain checking in. There was a bunch of action up there in Canada that we didn't get to. Um, I was just happy that we were able to log in and get back into the studio. We would have had a game again tonight, but the, the, the modified game with Geneva got canceled. Um, however, the, the train, if you noticed, it did not. That, uh, that still made it through right on time. But I was beginning to tell you it was, it was 420 weeks from the first episode to the episode 
celebrating our uh, eighth anniversary, so to say, and 371 episodes at that time. This is number 372, which breaks down to um, six Mondays off a year. So when you think of New Year's and Christmas, you think of Memorial Day and Labor Day and Blizzard Bash, there's five right there that we don't have a show. We usually don't have a show that Monday that we get back from Blizzard Bash. And we, we, there's been times where we delay that a week. So there's five weeks that we can account for right there. So there's only been one other wild card, um, one or two other wild cards a year uh, when you think about that. So it breaks down to 40-some shows a year, 40-some Mondays that we've had the chance to, to sit here and, and hang out with you guys. And, and it was making me reminisce a little bit about that and thinking about where the show is and, and, and where it's come from. And, and those are only the numbered episodes. That doesn't count live shows. That doesn't count pre-race shows. That doesn't count episodes that we did remotely from home that didn't get numbered, that didn't have an MP3 or whatever. And, and I know one of our one of our friends is a statistician. Uh, one of the guys out there in Delaware always reminds me that somehow we lost an episode. There was a, there was either the same number two weeks in a row or there was a number, we missed a number, and we jumped one. So, I mean, ultimately, just looking at weeks and looking at the numbers of episodes and, and, and the number of times we've done this, it's, it's obviously that, that we're – well over the 400 mark and uh we are going to be able to 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 put a cap on number 375 i think before we get to blizzard bash i I think if everything goes right the monday going into blizzard bash will be episode number 375 which is just mind-blowing and i just wanted to take a minute to to sort of say thanks when we started thinking about the fact that it was only six times a year that we didn't make it on at some point um so it, it was really astounding a little bit to sort of think back on and We've been very thankful and fortunate that Finger Lakes One has been on board with, with having us here. We've been through a couple different studios, a couple different figurations, and, uh, but uh, it's always been Demolition Derby at the heart of it, and uh, we sure do appreciate it and all the continued support. We'll be back here again for the 373 next week in some way, shape, or form. I'm telling you right now that it won't be Monday because we do have a game uh, for Modified, and then Modified will be wrapping up, but there's also some talk that the indoor season is going to be starting soon. So we got to kind of evaluate what is going to be going on and, and how we're going to do this because, uh, you know, both kids are playing sports now and we got to find a way to get them to practices and stuff. But uh, above all else, for uh, to be looking at 375 here in a couple of weeks was really something, and I wanted to make sure that we said thanks and acknowledge that. For our guest tonight, Lane Ferrix and uh, Scott Brown jumping in there, Jeff Clark, we sure do appreciate those guys hanging out with us here and being flexible as we work through the, uh, the lockout situation. Now we're back in. We're back good, and that is going to do it for this one, 372 in the books. Thanks a lot. We'll see everybody next time. The Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who hosts Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at SmashItDerby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah, online at stirrandirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FigureLakes1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York.